Hello and welcome back to the NRL Fantasy Podcast presented by Yui. My name is Chris Kennedy. I'm in the studio as always with Steve Turner and Don Brock to discuss all things NRL Fantasy in what is a very, very tricky buy round restricted to just uh, eight teams across four games with a whole host of origin and fantasy stars missing. We had enough dramas last week. It only gets harder this week. Boys, how are we both travelling? Yeah, quiet weekend last weekend, only 6.65. Um, obviously, Andrew Fafita, a late withdrawal. Um, Fatala Mariner got a got an injury. Caelan Ponga um, with a HIA, uh, his poorest score of fantasy this year. So uh, a bit of a dilemma and obviously a bit of a dilemma coming into um, this weekend's round of rugby league. But as you said, CK, there's only eight teams. So who to play and what to what to bring in and what not to, what not to have. So hopefully we can work that out in the next... Few minutes. Yeah, I think you play as many players as you can, which is probably not many for most of us. Yeah, brutal weekend for most teams last week. Cameron Smith saved the day for some of us, but um, yeah, only gets only gets tougher this week. Uh, a lot of big names out, so the few big names available you need to uh, you need to snap up. Might have to uh, grab a little bit of value, um, so we can see if we can find any across the uh, the four games that we do have. We'll start off looking at some teams for Manly versus the Cowboys Thursday night at Lotto Land. Uh, Manly, obviously, without the brothers Turbo, Jake and Tom, both on Blues duty, which is well-deserved. They do get Happy Coruscant back. Um, a few little changes with Matt Wright at fullback, Sean Lane, uh, I think, starting at lock, Frank Winnerstein at the starting pack, and Jack Gajewski, who I've been sitting on for quite some time now because he's just stuck at the bottom of my uh, reserves list. He's back from a broken hand uh, into the uh, the bench. Yeah, so I think um, for all that, Martin DePau is probably the big buy in the Manly side. Uh, he scored 100 a few weeks ago. He's been uh, really good this year. I think he got 50-odd last week. Um, one of the captaincy options, Daly Cherry Evans, made 48 last week, including a try. So hopefully he can keep those scores up despite the presence of uh, Trent Hodkinson in the halves for Manly these days and kicking goals. Uh, anything else you spot in that side? Well, that's my dilemma at the moment, Dom. I've got DCE, but obviously... Um Trent Hodkinson joining the club mid-year, and as you say, he's taking over the goal-kicking duty. So that's a, yeah, it's a dilemma for me. But I um, have got Appy, so I welcome him back. So he's um, was a suspension last week, so yep. averaging what just under forty-eight points, Appy. So it's good to have him back. But um, yeah, not a lot to talk about there. But I do like Matty Wright at fullback. Uh, a bit of a cheapie. Is it very cheap? Twelve k. He's as cheap as it gets. As cheap as it gets. So um, being at the back there, you'd expect him to get a few runs, a few run meters. So. Hopefully a couple of tackle breaks as well, and who knows, maybe even a meat pie. But, um, yeah, very cheap Matty Wright at the back. Yeah, so he should at least score okay this week uh, in place of Tom Turbo, and then he kind of hangs around on the bench and scores at least a few points. So if you're desperate for an emergency option later in the season, he'll get you something. Might Six be points 10 or 15 or, yeah. or something, but, you know, something's better than nothing. Um, yeah, so, I mean, if you're buying Matt Wright, you're not looking to make any money. You're just looking for a, a really cheap... Buy around score, I guess, is the main thing. And with the new bench structure, at least, we used to talk last year about the uh, the auto-emergency risk, so your lower-scoring bench player would come into your team if you lost one of your starting 17. But now, with the ranked bench, you can put him down the bottom once you got back to a full team, and he won't come into your side no matter what if you've got a few other players. Yeah, it's only teams. if you're desperate to cover a, a winger fullback that you bring him in, but um, yeah. yeah, but it's better to have that than 
than mm. nobody. Like you say, to power's probably the main um, bye week option. And I don't know if it's the week to buy Cherry Evans. Like you said, Zap losing goals. I think 48 with a try, probably a score in the 30s without the try last week. So maybe not going to average the, the 50 plus that we've been seeing from him. But uh, let's have a look at the Cowboys now. They've lost uh, Michael Morgan, Cohen Heskov, Cooper, all on Marone's duty. Um, whispers around that Scott Bolton is set to be ruled out. So that would bring. Um, Dunn, what's his first name? I can't even see it now. Is it Mitchell? Mitchell Dunn, um, young back rower slash 5'8", who's being added into the, uh, I think being added into fantasy just as a back rower at this point, would come into the uh, the pack if that happens. Um, elsewise, Lachlan Coote gets a recall at fullback. Um, Sean Fence and Ethan Lowe into the starting side, and Ben Hampton, who's been one of their better players and better fantasy scorers this year. He drops back to the bench, so a fair bit going on there at the Cowboys. Yeah, I think the cheapies are uh, Anari Tuala, who's been promoted to starting centre after playing off the bench in the last couple of weeks. Um, so he's bumped Hampton out of the starting side, which is a bit of a surprise, but, you know, good sign for him. And uh, Tamari Martin in the halves now with Michael Morgan playing fullback this week, Lachlan Coote playing fullback. Uh, Tamari Martin might be sticking around at 5 for the rest of the season. Pretty cheap at 280k. Hasn't scored a lot of points, but the potential's there. He's lost a lot of value this season, so if he can match last year's scores, he'll be, you know, a bit of a moneymaker. Taumalala is the one, obviously, the Cowboys. He's the, it's the big gun. The big gun, like Martin Tapao. But what about Thurston? His first time being available in origin periods since he joined the Cowboys back in 2005. Yeah, it's going to be a weird time for him, hasn't it? Very weird. Mm. Um, Interesting battle that, DC v Thurston. He's, uh, I don't know how many people are still running with him, but he's been getting plenty of scores around the 20 marks, so not much of a fantasy option this year. Yeah, no, he's, Unfortunately. he's way off previous previous years. I'm having, like, if you really want a cash out, like you mentioned, Twala and, um, and Tamari Martin, probably the, the options. Tamari, four 80-minute games this year, averaging 24 in those four games. Obviously, some single-digit scores in his little bench stints, but if that's a bit of a form line, um, not looking at making a huge amount of money, Tamari Martin, but his, his last game last week, that, um, that one-point loss to the Storm, scored 30 with 16 demerits, so he's racked up 46 points worth of actual scoring. So if that's a little bit of an indication that he might be on a bit of an upswing, if he can cut down, I think he might have three penalties, which is a little bit yeah. unusual to go with four missed tackles and an error. So if we can cut down that a bit, keep you know setting up the odd try, potentially average hopefully low 30s to mid Yeah, I mean, it was quite good last year um, mm. with no Thurston there filling in. In the halves, got, a, got over the try line a few times, scored quite well. I think he's dropped more than 200000 on his starting price. So obviously, yeah. he, all he has to do is match last year to make that, make that back. Um, yeah, I mean, at this start of the season... I don't know if people are looking for still for cash cows or just for mm. cheap guys who will give you some points, you know, especially on these buy rounds. So, um, but either way, he could be a, a decent option. I don't mind it if you want a, a backup half and you know you've tried for Brock Lamb and it's misfired because he's you know going himself <laughs> injured or or yeah, if you're just short in the halves, he's not a not a bad option. No, he is. It's just I mean, it's just to wonder with Paul Green with the six and seven and the one and the nine. Obviously, Hampton's gone back to the bench. You know, Morgan's been at fullback the last few weeks. Yeah. Lock and Coote come back in, comes back in. But the thing that Coote gives is that left foot kicking game. And yeah. obviously, Tamare won't do a lot of that. I wouldn't imagine Coote would probably do a lot. Um, but yeah, as you say, like he's he's more than capable of giving you twenty to thirty points a week if he's um, going to continue to I mean, be alongside Thurston. Yeah, and that is the risk. If Coote, you know, if Coote has a wowser of a game this week, they might just keep him there, play Morgan in the halves. Tamare Martin could go. You know, yeah, altogether. So. Yeah, there is still some risk. Yep. Second game is the Bunnies up against the Sharks Friday night, ANZ Stadium. 
Um, South's pretty heavily affected by Origin. They've lost uh, Greg Inglis, obviously, who's captaining the Maroons. Also, Dane Gagai from the centres on Queensland duty. And then a um, bit of a blow for fantasy with both hooker Damian Cook and back rower Angus Crichton being selected by the Blues. I think um, we knew both of those guys were in the frame, but we were hoping at least one and, and probably Crichton was going to be available this week, but it's not to be. A um, few new players into the side. Robbie Farrow, his first game of the year. Um, Ken Murray ends up starting for those that are still holding him. Um, and Adam Dewey goes to fullback, who's probably a little bit of a talking point fantasy-wise. Yeah, he's the big winner, I think, uh, this week. He's really cheap, 255k. So he had a bit of a run as a cash cow. He got up to high 300s, I think, and he's now just dropped back down, having played off the bench uh, the last few weeks. So he'll get a good score, you'd expect. You'd expect him to play 80 minutes, you'd expect. Yep, so. yep. It's he a did bit... play 80 minutes last week in the centres and only scored 21, 22 yeah. 20, low 20s. Yeah, so I guess the potential is if you buy him, you want a good score this week, you'd hope he maybe has a few more games in the centres. If, you know, GI or Gagai get rested after an Origin game, um, but then after that, he'll be back to the bench. So, again, he's a cheap option. He won't give you great scores long term, but not a bad cash out. Anyone else we're looking at? at the? Uh... Yeah, I guess Cam Murray's the other winner this week. If you've still got him and you're playing overall points, yeah, good news. He'll start it. Locke should play big minutes with Sam Burgess moving to the second row and then probably trade him out next week, assuming he goes back to the bench. Um, otherwise, yeah, if you're playing head-to-head, you could trade him out this week. Um, anything else in that South team? Sam Burgess, he's a good price for six. He's a good price. Yeah, it's all about whether he'll get back to what he did yeah. last year and the year before. Um, so he's scoring a bit under 50 points a game. He's capable of you know, hitting 50-plus. It's just whether... You know, he's losing a few points because uh, Tom and George Burgess are playing so well and Cameron Murray's adding a bit off the bench that they don't need Sam Burgess to run the show, you know, carry the team as he has in previous years. Well, it's interesting, Adam Reynolds at 7.20, I was thinking, like, he's, he's scored quite well this year, but how much of an impact do you think missing the likes of, in particular, Cook and Crichton will have on his game, Adam mm. Reynolds, this weekend? He seems to work yeah. really well with Crichton in particular on that right edge, so I don't know if having no Crichton there is um, that's probably a, a bad sign for, for Reynolds' scoring potential this week, I would have thought. And yeah. they are playing the Sharks, who are, who are yeah. playing pretty good footy. They are, and they're pretty close to full strength as well, yeah. despite origin. Mm. They play that, that spoiling brand of footy, the Sharks, yeah. they just sort of swamp you and you know they scrap and fight and sort of shut everything down. So it's they're not a good team for opposition teams, fantasy players, yeah. to, to score well against. We saw you know Kellen Ponga completely shut down last week, and it's happened a few times. You know, Cam Smith got twenty something against the Sharks yeah. earlier in the year. Like they just seem to to shut down any sort of free flowing footy from their opposition. Which is, I mean, it's good if you want the Sharks to win, but it's not good if you're fantasy no, players exactly. against them. So maybe a bad sign for Dwayne after all. Maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, like playing the same position as, as Ponga, who's been mm. pumping out fifties like they're going out of fashion, and he got in the twenties. So we shall see. Let's let's look at the Sharks team. They get obviously Big Andrew for feeder back, which is. Great news for everyone who's been doing their buy planning and, and wanted the, <laughs> the big guns in for, for round 13. Um, actually very unaffected by origin compared to previous years. The Sharks, it's just winger Valentine Holmes up in Queensland. They've got um, you know, Wade Graham who got off at the judiciary, so he's available. And also not in origin, Paul Gallen's been around um, last year and this year. so they're you know, Dugan's still available. Yeah, they've got Dugan, so all their origin reps are, are on board, which is a, a nice change for them. Yeah, so Fafita's 930k now, which is... Crazy expensive, but you probably need him anyway if you're playing for overall points. He could 
be the player of the round, um, despite the fact that there's a lot of good scorers in that forward pack. Uh, Jesse Ramian was great as well last week. Scored 71 against the Knights. Um, got at least one try. I can't, it was Is he almost a must-have as a centre? Oh, you reckon? I don't know if he's a must-have. He's up there, though, in that top bracket, though, of, of quality centres, scoring around 40 points a game. Um, Nine games, he's got five tries. Yeah, and the Sharks... 108 metres, yeah. Sharks are hitting top form, and he could keep scoring tries at this mm. rate. So, yeah, not a bad buy. Centres are just such a wasteland this year. Like, I splashed out on Latrell Mitchell a few weeks ago, and I'm pretty sure George Jennings, who's my, you know, quote-unquote dud centre has been yes. outscoring him in those <laughs> yeah. four weeks that I've, I've had Luttrell. So I think centre's just a spot to get someone who's going to pump out 20s with the odd 40 and just deal with it and put the money into... Yeah, I, I find just try to get two decent ones early in the season then just try to ignore centres for the rest of the year and yeah. take whatever you get out of it. Well, you're better off getting a dual position player that can play back row centre potentially. Well, yeah, maybe. I mean... You know, Amaho Fanua, who's now uh, centre and wing fullback, is handy. Michael Cheekham. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I had Mitchell, Mitchell from the start, and he's been all right. I got. Mm. He's been good. He's been bad. He's been good. He's been bad. <laughs> yeah. And that's what you get from most yeah. centres, you know. Ramian might score 20 this week after last week's big game, so, you know, who knows. Let's have a look at the third game, which is the uh, Saturday night blockbuster between the Eels and the Knights. Blockbuster CIA. <laughs> Someone's going to have to win this, aren't they? The best attack versus the worst. No, the worst, worst attack, attack versus the worst defence. Yes. For all. For, for all. <laughs> I'm calling it. For four all. 4-2. 4-2. Uh, yeah, 3-2. Didn't they have a 4-2 a couple of years ago? Yeah, rings a bell. Someone kicked a... Yeah, best, best to try to put these things out of <laughs> memory, I think. Let's Especially just talk about an Eels fan like CK. Yeah, or a Knights fan. Corey, mm. Corey Norman is out, um, apparently a foot injury, um, despite a few disciplinary issues. Not sure what's happening with him at the club, but he's definitely not playing this week. Bevan French goes to fullback. Josh Hoffman gets a recall. Nathan Brown maybe making a long-awaited return from a two-week ankle injury eight weeks after he did it. Um, he's in the, uh, the reserve, so he could come into the 17 at some point. Not a lot doing here, fantasy-wise. Yeah, those poor souls who have kept hold of Nathan Brown for two months will be desperate for him to play at last this week um, in the first big buy round. I mean, he's a keeper at at full fitness, Brown. He scored 51 points a game last year, uh, I think 58 points a game when he played more than 60 minutes, which was most of his game. So, uh, yeah, they're going to rely on him a bit to... um, you know, give him a bit of a boost when, when he does come back. They've really missed him this season, so hopefully he plays. He's in the reserves, as you said, so uh, I've heard today he's a good chance of playing, but I don't know if that means off the bench or straight back into mm. lock. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Daniel Alvaro is the other one who's been in good form. We've mentioned him a fair bit in the podcast this year. Scored 63 last week, about 700k. He's an option. Quite a achiever, isn't he? He is. It's really gone under the radar. It'd be a good little pod, a, a point of difference player if anyone is running with him. He's probably about peak price now, so not any sort of cash cow, but uh, a, a decent option. Yeah. Um, the Knights, they have lost Herman SASA to suspension. Nathan Ross, who had a bit of a nightmare last week, to a groin injury. Corey Dennis gets his first game since 2016 coming into the centres. Uh, Lilliaman starts. Callum Ponga, named despite uh, getting some rough treatment and a head knock last week, um, should bounce back from that season low score last week against, you know, have to say a softer defensive team than what he had last week in the Sharks. Yeah, indeed. He's, he made 24, I think, in 66 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah went off for that. HIA, um, he's been amazing, so 
hopefully against the Eels, he'll uh, score a few more points. Uh, Lachlan Fitzgibbon had a good game last week. Yeah. He's been scoring a few tries. Uh, Connor Watson dropped back down to earth with a 25 after... Four missed tackles and 57 kick metres. <laughs> only, really only four missed tackles. That was only four missed tackles, yeah. yeah. Better than I expected. Do you reckon they've really struggled... Dom without Mitchell, like trying to get oh, that continuity between hugely, six and hugely. seven. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they've now... Have they become too reliant, do you think, on Ponga at the back? And obviously you saw last weekend, you know, he was obviously the HIA, but as CK said, they just target him, Yeah, the Sharks. I mean, in attack, they're just so reliant on Ponga now with no Pierce there, um, even no Brock Lamb there, so they've got their third string halfback. Kicking game's not quite what it could be, so... And they're still a pretty inexperienced side, so especially when you're relying on a what 19-year-old, 20-year-old uh, recruit to kind of run the attack. Mm. Inexperienced in key positions. Like they've got some old heads around like Guerra yeah. and Lilliman and Hyington, but they're sort of all rotating through the forward pack. So you look at the spine, you know, even Slate Griffin hasn't played heaps of starting hooker yeah. prior to this year, and Watson's still a young bloke, so they're, you know, they're, they are missing that sort of experience that, that Piercy was providing earlier in the season. Just on... Connor Watson obviously had a real hot month of form with plenty of tackle breaks, um, came crashing down last week, but it was, as we've said, against the Sharks, who um, people don't tend to score well against. Can we expect him to bounce back to his high school? I think ways? he will. Uh, he's got a good chance this week against the Eels, and then they've got, I think, the Roosters and the Storm in the next couple of weeks, which will be tough again, uh, like the Sharks. So um, if you've got him, you know, it's no, no panic stations, but this is mm. why we warned against it. Uh, last week, yeah, he hasn't got great base, base stats, so without that, he could score in the 20s more often than not. Yeah. Well, and he's not a half that kicks. Exactly. So yeah. Yeah. For a half, they're your base stats, and you've got to get well over 200-plus kick metres a game. if you. Yeah. Otherwise, you just rely on tries and tackle breaks yeah. and line breaks, and it's not going to happen every no, week. Exactly. Just a quick reminder that before we get any further into the podcast, that NRL Fantasy is sponsored by Yui. Yui customers have saved over $1 million with Yui rewards on offers like $30 off $200 NRL shop gift cards. Visit yui.com.au slash rewards for more details. Final game of the round on Sunday, the Roosters up against the West Tigers. Tigers sprung a bit of an ambush on the Roosters, I think it was back in round one, was yep. it, to open the season? Um, Roosters won't be helped by the absence of a bunch of origin players. James Tedesco, Latrell Mitchell, Dylan Napa, Boyd Cordner all out. Uh, timely return from a long-term peck injury for Dan Tupu. Um, a debutant who I must admit I don't know really anything about, Matthew Ikevalu starting on the wing. Um, what could be his only game of the year, depending on uh, injuries. Um, Hargreaves starts up front, Victor Radley, who we uh, might want to delve into a little bit more. He gets, a, uh, I think, his first starting gig of the year. Yep, yep, he's been off the bench a lot this season. Um, but yeah, gets a run in uh, Boyd Cordner's spot in the second row this week. Uh, Ryan Madison's also a big in yep. in the second row after missing out last week. Um, he's one of those guys who's probably close to a must-have for overall points this week, even though... If you're playing head-to-head, better off waiting because his break-even is 75 or something. So yeah. unless he gets a monster score, he's going to get cheaper next week. Um, speaking of cheap, Jake Friend is pretty cheap compared mm. to um, usual. He's down to 546,000. He's only scored 41 points a game. Previous years he scored 50. I think he scored 60 or something a couple of years ago in that year that the Roosters had a terrible first half of the season when he did everything. Um, but yeah, he's not playing huge minutes anymore, so friend might be a, a fallen gun these days. Well, I think he is. With um, what we've had Victor Radley play, you've got yeah. Baptiste now um, on the bench. But obviously, Radley, do you think he'll play 80 minutes? Been on the 
in the starting lineup in on the back row. I, I think he will with the fact that they've got B- Baptiste, Tedovano, Nat Butcher on the bench. Um, mm. I mean, Nat Butcher's a bit of a back rower, second row lock yeah. kind of role. They can afford to to rotate Radley out. They don't need him to play anyone. He does have a, a big motor. He came in and played yeah. I think three or four big minute games last year at Hooker in games where Jake Friend was unavailable so there's no doubt he can do it but just his his impact like we saw he changed the game last week where they were actually trailing at half time against the Titans he came on and he set up an Isaac Liu try and you know busted a few tackles through a few offloads so they might want to not diminish that that impact and sort of keep him keep him fresh as well. 426 not too bad price. <laughs> not too bad I just think he might be a bit short term yeah. like even if he, has, if he has a really good score this week he's almost certainly back to the bench Next week and playing, what, 40 minutes a game or something? Yeah. After the change. Yeah. Um, Cordner, it wouldn't surprise me if he sits out a game after Origins. Yeah. He's managing that just chronic knee injury that's iced up after every game and every training session. But they do, with, with Tupu back, um, it might potentially push, um, you know, once Luttrell and, and everyone else is back next week, could potentially push Mitch Orbison back into the, uh, the back row rotation off the bench. So that could cut down on the, you know, the Madison and Radley minutes potentially. Moving forward. Yep. Um, yeah. Is that a question mark for Madison then? If you're looking to buy Madison this week, like mm. I might be. Well, I guess he was he was mostly playing eighty, wasn't he? When um, yeah, when Manu was in the centres with Robinson on the wing and Orbo was starting off the bench. Yeah, I, I think like, he plays eighty. Yeah, he usually yeah. does. I think he and Cordner both had a few sixty-minute games. One would play eighty, one would play sixty, and Orbison would come in. Or yeah. So He's a tackling machine, though. He is. I mean, he, he made, did he make 70 tackles or something in, in a game this year, Madison, in one of his monster scores? So. I think it was quite 70, but yep. it was, yeah. It was I'm rounding up. Yeah, um, high 60s, maybe. High 60s, rounded up to 70. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A few extra points. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he'd play 80. I, yeah. would I mean, he's been one of their best in a, I don't know if it's a disappointing year so far for the Roosters. It probably is. The ex- expectations were really yeah. high that they'd be minor premiers. But, um, but yeah, he's been a bit of a... Uh, a real find, yeah. It's not a failure of a season by any stretch, but they probably haven't hit their, their maximum potential, you'd have to say. Um, last but not least, the West Tigers. Um, Jacob Little is out slash rested with Niggles. Uh, Elijah Taylor, who's now a dual position, uh, back rower and hooker, starts at hooker. Eisenhuth back into the starting side from where he tends to score well. Tim Grant, the new name on the bench. No origin worries for the Tigers. Yeah, I think it's the outside backs. That's the interesting spots for the Tigers these days. Isan Masters is going great. Made 57 without a try last week. Uh, averaging, I think, more than 40 points a game, which is rare for a centre uh, this season. Um, Mahe Fenua is now dual position as well, uh, playing in the centres. Uh, Scored a right last week, mid-30s, I think. 36 or something. Yep. Um, and David Nofaluma's dropped a lot of money. Um, about 140k on his starting price. So if he can get back to his, you know, tackle busting ways, try scoring, yeah, and hold his spot in the side, then you know he's a, a left field option as a as a keeper in the back three. Well, that's where their point. Well, that's where I think they're from a fantasy perspective. That's where they've been good this year, haven't they? The Tigers there. Yeah. Back five. I know we've talked about how many times Ivan's chopped and changed his back five, but um, <clears throat> yeah, Mahe has been great. Obviously missed that week with um, disciplinary reasons, but. Um, you can't fault what he's been. Isar Masters, a real fine this year. Mm. And I've liked Eisenhuth in the side. Well, he got 57 minutes mm. last week, 51 points yeah. back in the starting side. He's averaging, what, 45 this year. So Makes the most of his game time. He does. Real fine yeah. this year. Points per minute are massive for Eisenhuth. Yep. He's such a great work rate. He just needs to get those minutes is the main thing. It is funny that those back three guys we were talking about, the 
uh, outside backs. It's not like the Tigers have been scoring heaps of points. No. Like, mm. like a few years ago when the Raiders had, uh, you know, Croker and Leilua and Rapana scoring heaps of fantasy points, it was because the Raiders were the best attacking team in the comp, so it made sense. Yeah. They had a lot of tries. Whereas the Tigers can do it without that many yeah. tries just because they're all, you know, tackle breaking players yeah. who and offload are good well, defenders. Yeah, exactly. They just throw so many offloads yeah. uh, in traffic, which is a big part of their, their points as well. Um, brings us to the end of the teams. We're stuck into a few uh, Twitter questions, starting off with Callan Kelly, who has many inquiries in one short tweet. We'll start out with uh, which cash cow or cash out do we like most this week uh, out of Tamari Martin and Adam Dewey? Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's probably Tamari, wouldn't it be? Well, So he's the safer bet. Yeah. He, he costs a bit more, um, but there's a reasonable chance he stays at 5'8 for the Cowboys for the rest of the season if they keep lining up as they are right now. I mean, they haven't really hit on a winning combination yet, the Cowboys, this season. And if he doesn't play 5'8, then he moves him back to the bench. He yeah. often rotates mm. Granville. Yeah, Granville only plays 50 to 60 minutes. So you, you imagine yeah, yeah. Martin, if he is at the, on the bench, would get more than 20 minutes of yeah, game time. But still, that's, that's not yeah, enough for him to no. score well. He needs to be playing 80 or there's no, yeah, no yeah. real value. Um, and but Dwayne will almost certainly go back to the bench um, after this week when he plays fullback. So yeah, it depends what you want. If you just want to cash out, then um, you know either of those two guys for this week or a Matt Wright, as you said, Zap, who is even cheaper. Um, you'll get a decent score this week, and then you'll get some points every other week, even if it's only ten or fifteen or yep. something. But at least free up cash. So yeah, there's no spectacular option, but there's some decent solid yeah. options. Um, Sam Macy asks, rate these three this week, Victor, Radley, Isaac Liu, Michael Cheekham. Um, Radley I like this week, if not necessarily for a massive scorer going forward. Isaac Liu isn't really, I don't know, he's not particularly cheap. He's middle of the road, like he yeah. costs more than the other two, he costs 600000 you pretty much get what you pay for, so. Well Cheekham's 590, he's <laughs> dual position player too, obviously. Um, He's averaged 36 in the last three weeks. Um, Cheekham, he got 41 last week. So Yeah, if he holds that spot in the second round. Yeah, because if you don't have enough money to buy the big guns, like you, know, you haven't got money to buy Sandberg, you haven't got money to buy Taumalola, you haven't got money to buy um, yeah, even like a Paul Gallon, so to speak, feeder or to Powell. Yeah, it's not someone like a Cheekham is not that bad of an option. He's yeah. going to score points for you this week too. Yeah, and I think I'd miss that. You can play him in the centres. If you can't, yeah. Play him in the well, centers. if he's a 35, 40 point player, then you know he's up there with the best of the centres so far this year. So, if he holds that spot all year, which is a bit of an if because the Tigers, as we say, change their team around a lot. Um, yeah, he's not a not a bad buy. Probably have him first. He did have that 58, I think it was, a few, yep. about a month yep. ago. Now, almost 200 metres is probably the best game of his uh, NRL career. Today, and as we said, though it's the the question marks around getting the the minutes in a constantly changing forward pack. Um, more questions in the same tweet from Sam Macy. Um, no, I don't oh no, that was the end of it. It's <laughs> all right. We'll move on. Magic Mushroom, ACK trying to beat you is hard to do. Smiley face. Well, I don't receive that feedback a lot. It's usually just people telling me how they already beat me, which is makes a nice change. So thanks for that. Um, what's the best option for captain this week for Feeder, Tamalolo, Madison, or Ponga all in his squad? I personally like for Feeder, and I'm going to run with for Feeder. What do we think? Uh, yeah, I think the same. I think for Feeder or maybe to Pow if you've got him. Uh, Tamalolo is obviously another option. He's come off a couple of scores in the 40s, I yep. think. So he's due a big one, but it's hard to predict when that's going to happen. Uh, Ponga seems too risky 
for me, even against the Eels. Yeah, I'm, a f- I'm going a forward this week. I've got Fafita and Tamuila on my side. It's one of those two. Mm. If you're focused on head-to-head, then why not yeah. have a bit of a, a lotto, you know, go and just yeah. try pong see, what, and see what happens if you're not too fast. But yeah, if you're playing for overall, I'd probably take the safe points. Um, unless you're trying to uh, claw back ground. Sam Poole asks, do I get Fafita and Guerra or Tavita Pangai and Olive or Alvaro with Guerra and Jensen? Uh, two sets I'd go the f- yeah the first group has Fafita in it and he's the best player out of all those guys he mentioned so he's probably good Olive's a decent cash cow option for the next uh, five or six so, weeks yeah. yep um, Pen Guy Junior as well didn't yeah, yeah yeah and Guerra's been really going under the radar as well another yeah. fifty point player so yep they they're all pretty solid. Do we uh, in terms of John Olive obviously the dogs aren't playing this week he got forty eight last week so if you are doing a bit of forward planning for your head-to-head side and you you know you might want to make two trades next week and you want to get you know start prepping for those this week um john olive someone we can get a bit of value out of moving forward yeah i mean if you're going to buy him this week it's probably more about who you're selling like if you're selling someone who's going to lose money then you may as well do it do it now um yeah, I, I'm not going to expect 48 points from John Olive no. every round, but he did. I don't think he scored a try either. I think there were a few attacking stats in there, but he had a try assist for Brett Morris. Yeah, yeah, line break. Um, so yeah, it's a great start, and he's he's really cheap, so not a bad option. You're going to have to sell him again in six or seven weeks' time when uh, uh, Morris comes back. So you know, it's a short-term thing. It's going to cost you a couple of trades, but in terms of a mid-season cash cow, he's he's not bad. He's grossing and he's queer. Are we ruling out Guerra's origin chances? Well, who knows, actually. There's, um, he's still, depending on how results go for Queensland, does Kevy stick with the same team? And, you know, yeah, say Guerra's been maybe. quite good for the Knights this year. And, you know, in, was it the third game, then the Knights will have the bye. And if you have got Guerra... Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, we haven't really talked about origin, but yeah. the team the Blues have picked, if they do win, it could be by 20 or 30 points. Yeah. Like, because there's a lot of points in them. And we saw last year... Kevin Walters wasn't afraid to make a lot of changes after game, game one, one, so yeah, can't rule it out. No, yeah. I mean a couple of weeks ago, CK, you didn't think that Angus Crichton was no exactly origin. I took CK's tip and put <laughs> Crichton in my side. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I just thought he had too many players in front of him. I thought, I think we all thought he was good enough, and he, you know, yeah. he wouldn't let anyone down if he got picked, and he was a chance. But I just think between he was down the pecking order. I would have said Tarek Sims was in front of him, and Tarek Sims is 18th man. I would have said, you know, Wade Graham's definitely in the mix, and Wade Graham hasn't been picked yeah. at all. Um, so he's beaten out a couple of... I think, for, I suppose when you look at the bench of New South Wales, you obviously Jake Trebojevic is there, but David Clem is the only real genuine front row, and I think yeah. maybe people might have thought Freddie would have went with two front rowers on the bench instead mm-hmm. of... Well, yeah. yeah, you've got Jake as the, um, the, the middle, the middle the of the tight, yeah. and Paul Vaughan as the genuine prop, and then uh, Crichton as the, you know, the back rower to come in and mix it up and Peach you can obviously play back row or, or fill in if they do need a utility for injury or HIA reasons. Um, a little bit of a sidetrack there to uh, to Sam Poole's question about fantasy. So we'll The one thing with Guerra is I think the Knights have a yeah, the Knights play this week, so they have a buy for around seventeen anyway. So if he does play Origin, he still doesn't miss yeah. the extra game. So Yeah. Um, Robbie asks John Olive or Anari Tuala. Um, Olive, I guess, rock solid in terms of his spot in the team for the next six weeks. Tuala, not necessarily as solid, but could stay there all year, potentially. Yeah, and he's a bit cheaper as well. So 
yeah, I probably prefer Tuala. I guess it depends what you want. If you really need to make some more fast cash in the next six weeks to fund more buys, then probably go a safer cash cow like Olive looks like. Um, but if you just want to cash someone out and get your best 17 together in the next two, two or three weeks, then uh, Tuala. I'd probably take Tuala, I think, personally. Uh, last but not least, Alessandro Toloka asks, what's a good amount of players to have playing this round? I currently have about nine. Uh, I I've got about six, I think. <laughs> Free trades, I think I've got seven, and that includes Gurdjieffsky. Yeah, I've got uh, nine, I think. Um, so let's say that's a good number. Uh, <laughs> any, anything around ten is pretty good, considering all the injuries we've had this year. It's not like we've had heaps of trades to burn to get a good buy a team together for round yeah. 13 and if you've got a good team this week you're probably going to have a bad team in round 17 exactly. unless you burn heaps of trades so if you've got four or five of the big guns you'd imagine you'd still score quite a decent score if you've yeah. only got nine guys playing this weekend it does hurt checking your team and you've had you know 60s and 70s from your guns and your team scores like 320 or something <laughs> yeah yeah oh god that hurts but yeah i think yeah. It, rather than focus on these two rounds with most of the comp uh, not playing, yeah. uh, you're better off trying to get your best 17 together as fast as possible. Score really well on the rounds between the buys and cop some rubbish scores in the two bye weeks. I agree. Well, that brings us to the end of the questions and also to the end of the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on this tricky bye week. Uh, lots more to come on NRL.com this week. Heaps of origin build-up and chat. We've got people in Blues camp, people in Maroons camp. Um, NRL Fantasy Review video is alive, so check that one out. Um, more podcasts to come. Zach Bailey with Jamie Soward on Wednesday afternoon. Joel Gould with Steve Renoff, I'm sure, talking to Maroons on Thursday. Uh, Lone Scout Q&A to come. All the, uh, the breaking news and late mail. You can catch the three of us on Twitter at CKennedy80 at SteveTurner84 and at Dom underscore Brock. We'll be back this time next week to uh, dissect what will hopefully be a bit more good news and, and 16 full teams to go into heading into round 14. We'll speak to you then.